Phoenix. Oh shit. And jelly. Motherfucking, motherfucking dick butkus. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I'm guessing. Was, was that too soon? <laughs> dick butkus. But you know what? It is rest in peace, Dick Buckus. Whatever. See, you about to say see you about to say something sensitive. I was saying rest in peace. No, no, I did see a video with him where he tried to hand the the defense the ball back after he scored a touchdown. I don't know if you saw that video. No, I did not. Kind of going around, kind of paying a tribute to, to him. Oh okay. anyways. Yeah. And it's not butt kiss. You know? I feel like I feel like sometimes people just call him butt kiss. I mean, it sounds like butt kiss. Yeah, but te- like, technically. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like butt kiss, but it, it's butt cuss. Butt cuss. Right. Not butt not kiss, kiss. Not the kiss. But I'm pretty sure he did get his butt kissed a lot during his life. So technically, it is butt kissed. (laughs) I mean, he played in the era where fucking CTE was celebrated. You know what I'm saying? It just, no, he played in the era that motherfuckers weren't so soft about it. He played in the rough and the passing era. Anyways, rough in the passer type shit. Anyways, <laughs> welcome everybody. This is Talk About Podcast. We're your host, Ken and Derek. All right, let's get started. Did Buggis played in an era where motherfuckers were just bigger? They were bigger. And if you look at the, and you can see go. it, you know. Here we go. You can see in the running backs, mainly in the running backs, okay, where you had a lot of power running backs. Running backs from back then, if you put them in this year, they're running over motherfuckers, which is why you got certain college teams that were are reverting back to that big running back kind of deal, kind of like Brandon Jacobs. You see it. A little bit with Derrick Henry, these bigger backs, yeah, like, and these smaller guys cannot stop. I feel like the Bears got a version of that with Roshan Johnson. He's a version of a big old school running back that just trucks motherfuckers. You know, so you kind of see that. And yeah, people start going back to that style. Yeah. Motherfuckers going to have to beef up their defenses. It's gonna I'll be tell you what. I'll tell you what, though. And, uh, I mean, I apologize that we didn't record after the death announcement. But when I got the notification that this man died, I instantly put a card in for the Bears. Instantly bet on the Bears. I was like, oh, shit, they're underdogs. Instantly money line Bears. That's not the same. So you're saying that you won money. No, I lost money because I still made it like a seven-leg parlay. Like, <laughs> of course, just, you can never just go one bet. Right? I didn't just bet. Who the fuck does that shit? No, I fucking tried to string it along with a seven fucking. <laughs> no, that's, that's and what I, I didn't think win is, shit. But I, think, I do think it's funny that 
like they they put up bets. Oh, you know, one of the biggest bets this past weekend was the the Canelo and Charlo fight, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, Charlo's a, a plus three fifty, and then you know, or Canelo's a whatever minus eight hundred, whatever the fuck it was, and it, and I'm just thinking like, no one's just betting on just one fight, right? Like. Right. They probably bet on the previous fight too and lost the whole yeah. that one that one part of the bet that fell through just ruined the whole fucking card. Yeah. But you know, it, it in sports in general, I feel like when a significant figure for a particular franchise passes, that following game, especially if it happens during the season, they can be 0 and 9, they could be 0 and 10. That team's winning. Uh, it's, you know what I'm saying? Not... Like, the Raiders were fucking ass. They were just terrible. And then Al Davis passed, and boom, they pull out a win. They didn't. I know, but. And for... you see so see it with the Bears. Buck kiss dies, boom, pulled it out. Yeah, and see, see when. Um... And Detroit would have had a death. Maybe they wouldn't have went winless. The Chiefs. Chiefs owner's wife dies, and they lost the Lions. They won a Super Bowl. She didn't That's die before but the Super died, Bowl. But she died during the offseason. They probably lost a scrimmage during the off. They probably won the, or no, won the scrimmage. No, you know what I'm saying? This stop. doesn't count. It was an offseason death. Stop. It has to be an in-season death. Somebody dies for a franchise, put a card in, instantly bet that team to win because it always it's like a hundred percent one hundred percent somebody dies boom boom the win just saying just a just a fun fact for those of you motherfuckers that don't know but i but i mean there, it was a it was an interesting fantasy game i mean yeah but you, you know a, that's, you that's crazy because it's crazy you say that because Russ Francis just passed not that long ago. And he was the Pro Bowl tight end for the Niners. And the Niners got a game coming up. Here we go. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a, a significant. He was an old Pro Bowl tight end. They mentioned it. They mentioned it. He was also part of the 84 Super Bowl team. So I just want to let you know. If, if he was significant Somebody enough for motherfuckers died. to mention, <laughs> like, right? And then now motherfuckers, now you just start looking up. Hold up, let me still look at old Dallas players. Well, you know, motherfucker, motherfucker, Jumbo Mumbo, fucking from 1936. See, passed away in prison. <laughs> now we over here. Now you over there celebrating death. All I said was put <laughs> no, I'm a just card saying. in. I'm just saying. That is no, all I said. Nah. Just bet. Nah, nah. Especially if that team's an underdog. <laughs> if that team's an underdog, all day. All day, they're going to win that game. That's just a, it's just a guarantee. Now motherfuckers are going to start looking up teams. Hell yeah, motherfuckers definitely going to get the death notification. Like, oh, shit. Somebody's got to die this week. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. That motherfucers a Hall of Famer. Put the card in. I need one more motherfucker to die for me to finish this this leg. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who am I going to (laughs) pick? Like, what you mean who you're going to (laughs) pick? 
for those of you that are like in a fucking survivor, you know, the survivor league or series or whatever the fuck it's called, where you pick a team and they got to win every week. This would have been it. This would have been the week to pick the bears. Just saying. Nobody picked the bears. I'm pretty though, sure they're, man. I did. I did. I also, you know, picked one, maybe, maybe three, four, too many legs. Three or four. <laughs> That's how it works, man. You see that that you see that card is like, I don't know, I can I'm only gonna make like right. hundred bucks. Yeah, like, like you know, I'm only gonna make a hundred bucks. Man, fuck, me, I'm trying to powerball this shit. Next leg, right. five thousand dollars. Like, oh <laughs> gotta do it. <laughs> gotta do it. Yo, what? It should be looking crazy when you got a dollar in there. Like you just you just got a dollar on the side, and then you see the odds, and you're like, oh, shit, $50,000? Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think it's funny. Dial it in. Yes, the, the Bears punter scoring the first touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what movie it's from, from but they're making fun of the guy. Like, he was like, they're like, yo, I didn't tell you to bet that Rocky was going to lose. Like, and everyone's like, you haven't seen any of the Rocky movies? <laughs> it's like, well, I thought he was going to lose. <laughs> Any the first one. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, he Bears did run it back. The Bears did beat the Commies to get their first dub this year. Yeah, in almost a full, complete calendar year. Um, and it was a significant, you know, significant difference in score. The Commies only scored twenty points. Yeah. And the Bears scored that in the first half. And DJ Moore which, outscored them by himself. Right. And it makes me wonder, like, because I thought the way the commies came out in the second half, I was like, oh, shit, they about to fumble this ball again. I'm talking about the Bears. I'm like, the Bears are about to fuck this up again. Yeah. But then they, they held on to it. The first, like, the third quarter started out slow, but then they came out and – and did it in the in the fourth quarter. So even with that win where the Bears score 40 points, Claypool was just kind of like, nah. Y'all need me. Nah. Like, Y'all motherfuckers like, need me. Like fuck, like, fuck this team. And, of course, he said that like a week or so ago anyways. And who ends up picking him up? The fucking Dolphins of all fucking teams. I feel like, I don't know if you remember, like, like the Ravens would always get a quarterback or get someone they don't fucking need. And I'd be like, damn, man, what the fuck did they get that for? They need to work on blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, Miami gets yet another fucking weapon. And who knows? Maybe Claypool gets back to his ways where he can catch the fucking ball. But I think there's a reason why. I mean, I do, think wide, I do think wide receiver three is not a bad spot for him. He's not going to get the volume. Of course, you know, Tyreek's number one, Waddle's number two. So he's definitely not going to get, you know, the targets that, that I guess he would expect. But he should know that. He's definitely going to be wide receiver three on that team for sure. But, you know, with these receivers, and I know we've talked about it before, just how the, the kind of mindset they have. A lot of them do have. These motherfuckers just got to stop putting themselves on their fantasy teams. Like, just stop. You know, it doesn't, it's not a, 
it doesn't always it doesn't yeah. really pan out for you. Yeah. Especially these motherfuckers that aren't true wide receiver ones. Well, I mean, it panned out for DJ Moore this this past game. Sure, one one game. And uh it was it was a bit of a homecoming. You know, he's from he's from the area, so it was a bit of a homecoming for him. And uh, you know, he was talking to his trainer, he was mic'd up. Oh. Yep. I know it's hard to believe because, you know, people wonder, damn, how many fucking mics do these motherfuckers have? But DJ Moore was mic'd up. And, uh, you know, he was just telling the trainer it it felt different. He felt something. He felt something coming up during the game and coming out of him. But anyways, this DJ Moore. Was it a thinker? This, see? (laughs) See? This ain't the Raiders. This ain't the Raiders. Anyway, (laughs) DJ Moore talking about, I don't know, just describing the feeling that night. Well, honey, Dick, that was a long time ago. You're not that same person you were. Get it? There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out, wants to walk around. Mm. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to, it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator, don't play no shit." Oh shit! You, you feel me? Gator, never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not sure. I don't know if people knew that he was nicknamed Gator back in the day, but <laughs> DJ Moore felt different that night. And, you know, just discussing it with the trainer, now you have an idea of why he had the game he had. You know, right. He wasn't that's, playing no shit. That's wild. Because he didn't even play in Florida. <laughs> Like, <laughs> this man went to Maryland. Maryland. So I'm saying he's from here. You know why? what I'm saying? But why he went by Gator, I don't know. I don't get into these players' personal lives. You know, why he got that nickname, how. Uh, I, You know, we try not to pry into the the privacy of the players, even though they, are, they do have our mics on them 24-7. Like the, the biggest – you know, privacy invasion. But anyways, that's DJ Moore. That's DJ Moore. Pretty much just letting y'all know, letting y'all motherfuckers know. And my question is, are the Bears about to go on a winning streak? Is this the first of many? Oh, man. You know what? His field's back on the MVP radar. Was he ever on the MVP radar? Like, seriously, was he ever on the radar? Yeah, before week one. Before week one, he was getting drafted. That shit don't count, Really man. fucking high in fantasy. And, and I mean, he there were murmurings. Well, I, I keep telling you, yo. I keep telling you, there fantasy. There were murmurings about MVP. Fantasy does not. I mean, sure, the numbers might reflect. The fucking what their performance is, but it does not reflect W's. So, whatever. He can be a fucking, he can be a fantasy football MVP. Sure. If that was, if that's what makes him happy, whatever, that would, you know, whatever. But I don't know. There's a good chance because they play the, 
the Vikings next. And just like several teams have come, you know, been starting out slow this year, there's a good chance that the Vikings kind of, you know, still don't got their shit together. If he continues to play that he, the way he has in these, you know, the way he did like the fourth quarter or the first half of these past two games, there's a good chance that the Bears could possibly go on a tear. I mean, it's interesting. I did see a stat where whenever he throws to DJ Moore, he has a perfect quarterback rating. There's a 158.3 throwing to DJ Moore, which is it's, it's pretty wild if you think about it. And it makes you wonder, like, what? why the fuck are they not targeting him literally every play? I mean, that. Like, why did it take butt kiss dying? You know what I'm saying? Before they were like, you know, let's, let's fucking use him. This is the whole reason we traded for him. Let's start using him. I'm pretty sure that was coincidental. <laughs> it just took a, a significant death, you know what I'm saying, to kind of make them work together. It was like the Avengers. Like somebody had to die for the no, offense like, to run like it should. They started out last week's game against the Broncos on fire. You know, they they started out really good. It just you got to do that for two halves, and and yeah, I think if if they can do that and that they actually play as a team, and motherfuckers, you know, kind of stick to the program, stick to it, play a whole sixty minutes, they'll be all right. I think they could go on a tear though, because like I said, they play the Vikings next, and after that, I think it's like it's like the Saints and the. Uh, Fuck. I just had it up too. Yeah, they're about to lose those two games. But <laughs> no, it's the Chargers. The Chargers. Those three yeah, games. It's gonna be Vikings Chargers or Saints Chargers. Three of those. I don't know. But, I don't know. Yeah, they, they can you know, I definitely think that they have a chance to get the against the Vikings because they've been on some bullshit. They definitely got a chance against the Saints because they've been on some bullshit. Chargers, I don't know. I doubt it. But yeah, they definitely got a chance. Maybe yeah. not going to tear necessarily, but and then they see the, the Panthers in week ten. So yeah, they're so, definitely not gonna they're gonna I think they're gonna win more games than they did last year. I'll put it that way. So I mean things did get a little testy, you know, between uh Claypool and the Steelers. And then, of course, things got testies with Claypool and the Bears. Are things going to get testies with Claypool and the Dolphins? It's, it's, I think players, players get disgruntled when they're fucking losing. So, unless Miami starts going on a losing streak after acquiring Claypool, then, yeah, it's possible. He's probably going to start bitching like he should get the ball more or whatever. I don't know. But there's a reason why he's on his third team and he's only been in the league for, what, a couple years now? There's a reason for that shit. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll cause, you know, 
cause some problems in the locker room. People start talking shit on the TV. And then yeah, we'll get testies again. And then, yeah, testies, testies. So, apparently, there's a little story out involving uh, The Rock and Colin Kaepernick. Oh, man. So, apparently, The Rock hit up Colin Kaepernick offering uh, an opportunity for him. And I know everyone knows he's seen it. Well, well, I think it's funny because when I read it, it said something like uh, he was in contact with his agents or something like that. And uh, like he contacted Kaepernick's agents. And I'm thinking, this motherfucker got agents? (laughs) That's got to be the boringest job. Like, you know. Why the fuck would you have an agent if you're if you're Kaepernick? Like, it, there's you, no way it's a sports one. Why do you think he like, needs to start making money again? Like, Who do you think's really spending his money? Like, it's definitely not him, right? It's his like agents probably like, team. Yo. Nobody fucks with you. The best we can get is an owner signature on a letter. That's the best we can get right now. Because <laughs> like owner like you mean for the the team I played for? No. <laughs> They don't want nothing to do with you. But but we do have an owner that right. isn't going to read this, right. this letter. And they're like, hold on. So the owner is, can I play on his practice squad? No. No, you can't. But but, but he will <laughs> sign the paper for you. He will do it. But he sure is only going to give you no fucking job. Yeah. So you so, don't think Kaepernick. I mean, I, I feel like. It's it's always been an obvious move. If he's really that good and he really feels like he has something to show the world, the XFL has been a platform. The USFL has been a platform, a proven one. You got players like Turpin that came from the USFL, has been on the Cowboys for now his second year. Will Greer came from the XFL. He also played in the USFL. And he's now, I believe he's for the uh, playing, well, backup for the Patriots and probably going to start with the way Mac Jones is playing. So, I mean, it's a proven method to get into the league. It just, it just involves actual work and, you know, skill, which, I mean, let's be honest. I like he was impressing anybody when he got back. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that. Like, dude, like if you really want to play football, if that's your thing. And there's no way I, I I highly doubt, even if he balls out in the XFL after his whole ten million dollar whatever grievance that he got from the the NFL, like I doubt anyone's gonna pick you up. That was probably one of those things where it's like, all right, if you accept this, you're you're pretty much cutting ties with the NFL. Yeah. So there's a good chance, right? That you're not coming back, dude. That's like if it's the, what you want to do, and if it's not about the money or whatever, which I doubt that it is, it is about the money. I'm guessing he's getting he's he's getting a little broke. Yep. Go play for a team. Go play for the XFL, because obviously the Rock's been sponsoring the fuck out of that. They're about to potentially merge with the USFL, which would open up even more opportunities. 
And usually a lot of people, and there are several players from the NFL that, you know, felt like their exit from the NFL was a little bit too soon. So, and they went there to try to reprove themselves. Yeah. So he should have been done that shit. Yeah. He should have been done that shit. Yeah, that goes without saying. Canada, whatever, do whatever you got to do. You should have been done that shit. Yeah. And the fact that he probably hasn't or he's been trying to wait for this handout from the NFL after you did this whole grievance bullshit. Like, dude, whoever is in your ear, whoever is feeding you whatever bullshit that, you know, they're feeding about, oh, you can do this, you can do that, fire that motherfucker. Because they've done nothing but stare you in the wrong direction. It's that whole you can do whatever you put your mind to. No, the fuck you can't. But you know what, though? Mark Davis, I you know, I, of course I did forget. Mark Davis. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I already know this. <laughs> Yo, what believe it or not, Mark Davis was mic'd up. I you know, I forgot the intern just looked at me and said, Hey, remember he was mic'd up. I forgot before he signed the letter, Kaepernick did reach out to Mark Davis to see if he could anyways he wanted to get on on his practice squad for the raiders and anyways mark davis was mic'd up and i mean sometimes he's a little hard to understand but anyways this is this is what he said there are three genders four genders even why is he talking about genders <laughs> oh that's his advice oh shit. So the advisor was talking about genders. And then uh, <laughs> Mark Davis. I mean, he clearly said, shut the fuck up. That was all he had to say. That isn't what he, all he had to say, though. Oh, shit. When Cap did hit him up initially, <laughs> like you really got to start letting people hear the very beginning of the phone call. Because people need to know, you know, that... It's similar, like, you know, when you see these videos online and, like, someone's getting pulled over or whatever. Oh, look look how the cops treating them, but you don't see what happened beforehand. Similar thing. Cab hit up Mark Davis. And uh, uh, what, what was that? Huh? Oh, this this isn't Mark Davis? Oh, I'm sorry, people. This wasn't Mark Davis. This is them trying to get a uh, cap trying to get a signature from Jed York. Who's you know <laughs> the owner of the San Francisco 49ers. So <laughs> I would let that play for a little while. But there's a good, like, two minutes of him laughing. <laughs> that's just embarrassing. <laughs> that's, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> you know, you know it's, it's bad sad. when the team that you played for doesn't want to sign nothing. Yeah. Involving you. Like, usually, like, I don't know. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, Frank Gore. 
Frank Gore is working for the 49ers. He used to play for the Niners. You know, he, everyone, a Niners fan knows that he was their running back for, for quite some time, for a little, you know, a good bit of time. Eventually, he retired, ended up coming back to the organization, and they hired him on as something. <laughs> they gave the man a job. See, the gore disrespect. No, it's not gore disrespect. They gave the man a job. Like, you know, he – I forget when it – it was this year that they did it. Or was it last year? Either way. They hired the motherfucker. So, so if they're not willing to do that for Cap, it, he didn't get a signature from anybody present. Like, they, they went – he went after motherfuckers that are no longer there. Right. Because he's like, nah, you started some shit when you were here. Like – so yeah, and the, and honestly, you know, at this point, the league ain't trying to hear the shit no more. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure when Kaepernick calls and it goes straight to an automated, like an automated message. He gets that robocaller um, message, right? I don't know if you ever seen that. That I had that robo robocaller app, RoboKiller, <clears throat> when these like telemarketers try to call your phone. It'll act like it'll be some like pre-recorded message, or something. Be like, "Hello," and they'll just start talking. And be like, "Hello, oh, I'm sorry, I can't hear you." Hello, and then they they keep talking and shit. Oh shit! Hold on, and we actually we actually do got the automated message. That... <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Damn, I did not know. This exclusive. I did not know. We actually do have the league automated message anytime Kaepernick or one of his agents calls. Anyway, this this is the automated message from the league. The the interns, bro. I thought that was a little too quick for you. It's coming in quick. And then that intern's gonna fuck Yo, up. Yo, the intern dropped the ball. You see what I'm saying? He hit me with the no. Yo, we got it. We don't fucking got it. Hold on, we do got it. Nope, we don't got it. Anyways, this is why uh, whenever you hire people, you should always uh, always do a background check. You know what? I am curious. Like, hold on. I'm gonna have to have to look up how much motherfuckers actually get paid. The player. <laughs> no, I'm I'm curious, like how much they make. So, ooh. Oh yeah, we do have it. See, oh. wrong intern. The other one came in. Anyway, this is what the league. This is an automated message when when Kaepernick calls in to the league every single time. I'm, Anyway, this this what he has to hear. Damn. Damn. It sounds like somebody, almost like someone answered it. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of sound like, kind of sound like Mace Windu. <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. So, anyways. Anyways, we touched on a, on a Caleb Williams a little bit last pod. And I do you remember mentioning that, you know, given the teams that could possibly pick him up in this coming draft, that there's a good chance that he can just hold out and play another year in college. He's getting paid a ridiculous amount in college. So he can choose pretty much where he wants to go. Uh, maybe he doesn't want to go in the draft or whatever, go to a, some bum-ass team, and then, yeah, he's going to make I mean, that's like, what it is. He's going to make some, like $10 million or whatever for being the number one pick, or over $10 million being the number one pick, but he's probably making more in college, which is re- – I don't know, man. I can see why – you want to pay uh, players in college because a lot of them probably, a lot of them aren't going to make it in the in the league. But you got these superstar players that have the opportunity to go into the professional level, but they're getting paid enough to where they don't have to. They're already getting their sponsorships. They're already getting the the NIL money. So, the thing I'm wondering is. Is there such a thing as playing for the love of the game once you start getting paid for it? Well, I think right now we're in the Van Wilder era of of college football where motherfuckers are about to just be going to the school for fucking 10 years, 12 years. <laughs> motherfuckers are about to just stay in college forever because I understand that he doesn't want to play for the Bears. Nobody does. Nobody except for maybe Kaepernick wants to play for the Bears. And so I understand the the, the tactic behind it. But, like, who, who do you think is going to be there next year? The Bears. Who do you think is in the top five almost every year? The Bears. Like, it's – you're not going to avoid the bum-ass teams. That's why they're there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand he's going to stay for another year. What do you, what do you think? Who do you think is going to have? Because he did have a list of teams that he said he would play for. And, I mean, I look at the list, and, I mean, it's optimistic, but. They're good got- teams. They're, they're, they're contenders. Right. Like, so you got <laughs> the, the Niners is crazy. Like, he <laughs> said. The Niners, like, okay, all right. You might as well just stand in line for that one. Um, But then the other ones is the Raiders, Giants, Vikings, and Cowboys. Now, as a Cowboy fan, absolutely would love for Caleb to play for Dallas and for Dak to go kick rocks. That is 100%. You know what's funny about that? 100%. Is if Caleb Williams happens – Let's say he just skips the draft altogether, doesn't doesn't make himself eligible for the draft, and decides to just go in there free agency. I don't know if I'd be crazy. Does takes that chance? Go Dallas picks him up. Just, all right, free agent pick up Kayla Williams. Trey Lance is like, damn. <laughs> All over again. Well, damn. <laughs> Here we go again. 
and he I still ain't gonna see the field. Damn, that's <laughs> fucked up. In a way that is kind of fucked up, but I'm a hundred percent for it. I am a thousand percent for it. No, no more Texas Trey if they decide. Fuck like, no, no more Texas Trey. No more yeah. Big Sack Dak. Like all no. that goes out the window. All that goes out the window. So you're telling me you you would still be on if Caleb was an option. You're telling me you're still Team BCB. First off, he's not an option. He's not going to be an option for the Niners. You know it. I know it. He's not going to skip the draft. He's not going to go into free agency. Regardless, even if he did, it wouldn't be an option because the Niners just don't have the cap for it. If he's going to – because you know he's going to demand a certain amount of money. And the Niners already have the highest – so many of the top highest paid players in the NFL – on their team as it is. So even being an unproven NFL quarterback, like people forget that. Like just because you do great in college doesn't mean it's going to transfer over, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, that's, that is guaranteed. true. That is true. But there are certain <laughs> players that are kind of, you know, you kind of know. Like there's the Andrew Lux the Trevor Lawrence, like there's just certain guys that you just know. There is no, you know, size, downside, kind of like with Bryce. You know, a lot of people felt like he had everything, but he just wasn't big. And so you don't have that with Caleb. Like he he literally checks all the – he can make all the throws and he checks all the boxes. And if he went to any team that's – a moderate contender, I do think that, you know, he could take them to the playoffs. All all the teams mentioned, I feel like he can take to the playoffs. Um, the question is, like, if is it good for the league? Like, is this type of shit good for the league where quarterbacks can pretty much decide where they want to go? No, man. See? No, like, no, because look, there's a reason why there's a draft, and there's a reason why it's set up the way it is. Now, if people want to, and I'll even throw fucking the Niners out there, if they want to give up their fucking first round picks for a player, you know, over hopes that he's going to do great or hopes that he's not going to get injured or whatever, great. But that's still part of the game. Now, once they started paying players in college, it takes away from a lot because they're not really working towards, all right, I'm going to need to work my ass off to get to the league. That's my top, my top, you know, that's the top right there. Players now, they start getting paid in college and making, becoming multimillionaires in college. Like they're making so that they don't have to work a day in their life in college. And, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't have, have the, the they don't have the same drive that people did 10 years ago. So it does kind of ruin it for like, like we were just talking about Kayla Williams. If he doesn't want to go into to the fucking like bears, cause they got the, like the two top picks, potentially the two top picks. You can just sit out and then potentially fucking hurt himself in college the following year, but he'll be set because he's already made millions of dollars. Like he doesn't have that need to make to make it to the league anymore. 
He's already made, and you saw that with Stetson Bennett. Like the motherfucker probably made millions of dollars in college. Look where he's at now. He's not starting in the league, but he's already a fucking multimillionaire. See, so, I feel like this this my thing with the whole I kind of I I think it's good for the league. Because the problem with the draft is it's obviously a broken system. Because if it wasn't, why are the same teams picking in the top ten every year? Like every year it's the same squads. The Bears stay getting a top quarterback. The Jets, the Jaguars were up there forever for a period of time. The Cardinals, like there's certain teams that just stay up there all the time. And no, I don't think that you should get first pick. Like I don't think you should get a Caleb because you can't fucking build a team. You shouldn't be rewarded for having a shit team. Like, it takes it, it does take time to build a team. And I know because there's a lot of bandwagon fans out there. But for those who aren't the bandwagon fans, know this big dip after the Steve Young era ended in San Fran, where we we're just fucking garbage for years and years. The Niners took years to build up their offensive line. They took years to build up their defense. It takes time. Now, yeah, yeah, I get it. it. The past, like, five or so years, these teams have been in the top ten picks forever so long. But look what they're doing with their picks. And we've talked about this. Like, even with Miami, where, oh, yeah, I got another weapon. Well, where's your offensive line? Same thing with with Chicago. Yeah, we got another weapon. Well, where's your O-line? Where's your D-line? You're giving up players to other teams for picks to get other weapons, but you don't have anyone to protect the person that throws to those weapons. You're not building the team. Right. Like team, There's teams that have been to the Super Bowl, been to the playoffs multiple years in a row, that know how to build a team. And a lot of thing with these shitty teams is they're not, they're not sticking with one system. We have a bad year. The fans want this coach out. All right, this is what the fans want. Let's replace the coach. New system. So now this whole team has to build around a totally new system. Oh, they failed after working within the system for one or two years? Next. Like, these guys aren't getting time to build up. At least with Shanahan, he had a couple shit years. They stuck his with his ass. And then they, they started making the fucking playoffs and all this other shit. But we didn't have, like, not like we came in and all of a sudden we're starting, we're hitting the fuck, like, like with Jim Harbaugh, like his first couple years, NFC Championship, fucking Super Bowl. No, we had a couple shit years with Shanahan. You know, you know, you so, always gotta find a way. Well, it's part of it's part of building with. That's what I'm talking about, though. About is the that, Niners, you always no, no, because, gotta find a way. Because the Niners are a good team right now, but they haven't always been a good team, and we're seeing that right now with like the the Pats. Obviously, we're seeing it with the Bears. The Bears haven't been good since '85, but look what they've had. They haven't had a team like they haven't had someone there, a halfway decent scouting team there, building that team up. They're going after all the wrong shit. I can talk about the Niners because I know the history of the Niners. I know the history of their players. I know what they what it took to for them to build that team up. That team was fucking trash for the longest time. And we had a lot of good players on that team, but it takes more than one or two good players to make the playoffs. 
Right, it's but like I, Cam Newton situation where he was like first round pick and he made that team better. A lot of the players that they're getting, they're not making their team better. Maybe that's yeah, but I think the focus has to be off of we're gonna get a quarterback and it needs to go to we need to build a team before you get a quarterback. Because you look at the Lions, for instance. The Lions had Stafford, and you can say that they wasted that talent. You can say that they wasted Megatron's talent because they didn't do shit with those players. And then when they decided, you know what? Offensive line is important. Let's start drafting offensive. Let's start drafting smarter. Let's shore up the defense. Now you see that they're actually contending and all they need is, and I mean, you could say that they don't need a quarterback, like they got golf, but all they would need now would be an elite player. And I think a team like that deserves to have a Caleb versus a team that clearly can't build a fucking squad. No, I don't think you should get rewarded with a good quarterback when you clearly can't build a team around that quarterback. So if my players deciding where they want to go by the quarter, because no other position can do that. I don't think any other position is going to be able to have that type of pull. It's really just going to be quarterbacks. Uh, And if the quarterback can decide where they want to go, it should have always been like that. And now this ought to motivate teams to actually draft. Like they have some fucking sense. Like actually build a real team yeah, for a change. But there's like and there's dumbass teams. There are dumbass teams like the Bears. To be fair, they didn't pick up a quarterback, even given that their stat, you know, their their place in the draft this past year, they didn't pick up a quarterback as they believed in Justin Fields. And who knows? Maybe they still do after these past couple games. And depending on what he does you know, for the rest of the season. If he still com- if he comes out and plays the way he did these basketball games, they're not going to be looking for a quarterback. I I guarantee, and I, I will bet anything, that if the Bears manage to get the top pick, they're taking Caleb Williams with the first pick. A hundred percent. Like, there's no way. The level of upgrade from Fields to Caleb is insane. Like, they're definitely taking him. And so, yeah, I, I can see that. And that's why he said what he said. He could see it, too. He was like, shit, if the draft started today, I'm going to the Bears. But it, Fuck that. But it, <laughs> Fuck but it that doesn't, shit. But it doesn't start today. And the season isn't ending today. So we still have the rest of the regular season. And we have the postseason. And we have the Super Bowl. There's still time. And like I said before, there's a good chance – that the more Caleb Williams decides to play in college, there's a good chance that something can happen in college where he gets fucked up. But my whole thing was that, yeah, you're paying these guys, but sure, they should get paid and this and that. You know, the college is making money. You know, yeah, they're getting a free ride in college, but yeah, the college is still making a shit tons of money off of their name. But it... it by them making money in college doesn't really give them the drive to go to the NFL. doesn't really give them the drive to, to fucking go to a certain team or go to a certain team, whatever. Like that's just part of the, part of the way shit has been. It may be a flawed system, but these teams don't have to pick up a quarterback every year just because they have a number one pick. 
they can build around these teams, you know, build an actual team. But, but anyway, it's going to be interesting going forward because it's just Caleb now, but believe that all quarterbacks in the in that top five, top three, top five are going to do that same thing. He's not going to be alone. Not every team and, is going to pick up a quarterback, and you see that every year, like top – like top quarterbacks coming out of college, they don't just go, all right, pick one through five, top five quarterbacks that are in college that are in the draft, they go through one through five. No, there's usually they usually go in staggered order or whatever. Well, no, what I'm now, saying if they came out like, all right, Bears got pick one, fucking Jets got pick two, and they both pick a quarterback and then the next team picks a quarterback, then I'd be like, Oh shit, this is fucked up. But it no, what I'm bad. what I'm saying, what this is going to do and where I think it's going to go is that it doesn't matter who's up there because the player has the leverage. The player decides where they want to go. It really doesn't matter what the order is at that point. It's I don't want to play for that team. So when the team puts their card in and says, I want Caleb, he's going to be like, I'm going back to school. Like that, that's the direction that I think it's going. The order and all that shit is irrelevant. It's just where you want to go. And I think the, the top quarterbacks, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting draft because I've never heard of anything like that. I think that's going to lead to a lot of, a lot of college players, a lot of players coming out of college, picking what team they want to go to the NFL. It's going to lead a lot to a lot of young players not being able to showcase their skills because whether teams already have a starting quarterback or they get outplayed by another, an actual, you know, a team, a quarterback that has proven himself in the NFL. There's a good chance that will happen if players start picking where they want to go. But there's a lot of things like in the draft where the player gets drafted number one overall or whatever to a team, a shit team, Ten times out of ten, that motherfucker's starting. Well, nine times out of ten. Can't say ten times. But nine times out of ten, that motherfucker's going to be starting. Because they're going to a shit team. But people start picking and choosing where they want to go and this and that. I don't think it's going to work like that. I don't, I don't think it's going to work like that. You're going to see a lot of motherfuckers that were great in college. They're going to be riding the bench. And it doesn't always translate to the NFL. So, yeah, he's got all this talent in the world, but that doesn't mean they're going to – it's going to translate and doesn't mean they're going to last long in the NFL. Well, Caleb could come to Dallas. That's I just think – I would – I would, That's a fact, you know, I would – I would – Come to Dallas. All right. That shit would be so funny, though, because just the whole trade last thing. And then, you know, you know what's going to be even funnier? Is if some shit happens like that – is that you're going to be talking about Trey Lance's hairline. <laughs> see, no, I'm not. No, because that's Texas okay, Trey. We'll that's we'll Texas Trey. And you, so, you te- so, all right, all right, all right, Texas Trey. Let's say Caleb Williams goes to Dallas. I already said. No, no, no. He ain't because, te- he's not Texas Trey. He's regular Trey. He's fucking hairline Trey. <laughs> he's not hairline Trey. <laughs> Damn line. sure not Texas Trey. <laughs> Anyways, so Jags uh, stayed in London. They're you know they've been there for like a month now. <laughs> right, this is a vacation. 
So they're seeing the Bills early Sunday morning. I know as far as the East Coast goes, they're playing 9.30 a.m. And even knowing that the Jags played last Sunday that early, I still was late to the game. Because I was like, ah, shit, I forgot. Not me. I would. I would. I was on that Toy Story stream early. I know. I hope they fucking, like, I'm, I'm creating all kinds of fucking false emails and fucking accounts sending petitions to the NFL. <laughs> Y'all should do that again. Right. If they bring that Toy Story back, I'll, I'll be on time. But if they don't, man, I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> so, and obviously we have the, the Sunday night game. Fucking. The two QBs. The fucking battle of the juggernauts. PCB. Defense number one and defense number two. A lot of shit talking going back and forth, too. A lot more than normal. I know. So I hope everyone's going for Dallas, though. Motherfucking Randy Gregory got scooped up. That's Dallas's Alden Smith. Got scooped up today. So what he's like. Getting a bunch of DUIs and shit? Yeah, he had problems. He has suspension problems. <laughs> he really is the Alden Smith of the Cowboys. Like that. Oh, he really is. Oh shit. <laughs> he really is. Like he got suspended. He had a lot has a lot of talent, but uh, yeah, he got picked up. Got in trouble and they got picked up by the Niners. Like that that happens. That really is the Alden Smith. That's wild. That's fucking wild. And then on Monday night, we got Packers Raiders, which how are the Raiders getting so much primetime fucking? I feel like I've seen the Raiders and the fucking Bears like 20 times this year, and we're only going into week five. Yeah, they need to start flex scheduling every week. Like that's like that'll encourage your team to be good. Fucking get flex scheduled from week one. That's so fucking wild. All I know is the Bengals better fucking win this week against the Cards. The Eagles got to take the Rams down. Well, Burrow's seeing a, a special calf specialist now. I mean, so, okay. It's, <laughs> <see>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know when he first heard his calf in a training camp, he's like, <laughs> I saw things on the line. It was like, stop sending, stop telling me that you're going to send your calf. No, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it works like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, man. He's probably, he's probably talking to Aaron Rodgers, calf specialist. See? What? <laughs> You got to leave that man alone. I didn't say his Achilles specialist because he's busy. But his cast specialist, (laughs) his cast specialist got his schedule cleared out. So. That shit's wild. But he does. He has a new calf guy in there. Which, I mean, I just think it's funny because, you know, in regular people world, you know, you have a doctor and that motherfucker checks everything. I mean. <laughs> now there is such thing as having to get referrals out to other doctors. Yes, yes, there is. Which I've yes. had to do like a couple times, which sucks. 
But these motherfuckers, like... But this motherfucker here has been studying just calves for fucking 75 years of calf study. Anything calves. Baby cows, fucking calf. See, calf. see. Fucking anything calves. See, like, no. This motherfucker can tell you about your calf and your baby calf. This motherfucker can eye that shit up like, yep, three games. You got three games. You got to sit out three games. But, you know, we talked about that, though. It's like, like, dude, you know you're fucked up. You know you're not 100%. You're obviously not winning games. Because no, whatever, whatever issue you're having isn't helping the team. So it's at the point where fucking receivers are starting to get pissed off and all that shit. Sit your ass down. Let somebody take over for now. You're not going to lose your starting job. Now, the issue is he needs to stop acting like a bitch. See? Because there's other quarterbacks See? that are injured, like Herbert and shit, and they're fucking playing. And fucking Macaulay Calkin out here is fucking... Herbert's all also of a sudden this, trash. It's also in Southern California. California. Like, you know the difference in weather between Cincinnati and Southern California? Herbert's probably outside right now, chilling with a shirt off, where Joe Burrow is bundled the fuck up. What's like, because he's like, Gotta damn, do it's it fucking cold out here. What? Because it's, it's, it's about comfort. It's about fucking, you can't. Like, it's hard for your muscles to do shit when you're cold. I just like, feel so. like at some point, if I was a Bengals fan, I would want Burrow to at least get suspended for using PEDs. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, obviously you don't care enough. <laughs> because if you did, you'd have been. You'd have been partook in some PEDs. So that you can get back on the fucking field. The thing I'm wondering is why, why is he so against wearing Copperfield? Exactly, the fucking Brett Favre. Like, why are you so he against it? Antler spray, any of that fucking shit, what any of the spray like? substances, and try any of them. I'm not talking about banned substances. <laughs> yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, try, try to improve. <laughs> Like, I, if I was Jamar Chase, I'd have slid him something. Like, yo, take this. <laughs> Motherfucker's going to start, like, baking cakes for, for these players. Right. With, like, PEDs in them. Like, yeah, right. just like, eat the whole thing. Take this it's, and avoid the motherfucker with the cup. Just avoid it's, it. it's fat free. You can eat as much as you need to or want to. And trust me, it's an old family recipe. <laughs> the motherfucker delivering it looks like John Cena. He, he, like, <laughs> jacked as shit. He's playing like a bitch, man. I like, mean, sometimes you gotta just put the shit in a blow dart, just hit his ass while you're at the, you know, from the from the front row seats of the stadium. Sometimes you gotta go that that extra mile. And he just but, got paid. Not that it matters, you know. Doesn't I mean, really, it kinda it doesn't does. like, really matter. Like but. use that use some of that money that you're making and get some real truth. Get yourself a new leg. Whatever. Like I right. don't know what I don't know some what y'all rich fucking, do. Get some nanobots. Right. Fucking, use some of the cocaine budget 
and put it towards the fucking PEDs. I know what it is. Have you seen the new John Wick? Chapter four. The with the dogs or the horses? Sure. They all blend together at some point. Motherfucker, what are you talking about? I said John Wick. We're not talking about what well there what? are dogs and horses in John Wick. Um, yeah, sure there are, but what? Like with dogs and the horses, like what? There was that. Yeah, there, we're not talking about John's Wick. <laughs> Talk about John Wick with Keanu Reeves. Like, I've never anyways, seen John Wick. John John Wick, the fourth one. Um, with Halle Berry. I, that's the third one. Okay. Okay. Anyways, when I was I was watching that just like a a week or so ago, and I. It made me realize, like, maybe this is why Joe Burrow is fucking hurt. Because the motherfucker, the villain in the fourth John Wick movie, looks slim like Joe Burrow. And I'm like, that's why this motherfucker. I thought you were going to say, because the ballet scene, he should do more ballet, fix his fucking balance, or maybe he could throw the ball beyond 10 yards. Yeah, you're way... You're way out of the uh, the loop with that. I'm sorry, I brought it up. I should have brought this up before the pod. Ballet. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that to you. Oh, for sure, like, you were doing the no, ballet no, scene because no, I do I feel think bad. the ballet would have. I do no, I think ballet would have fixed his cap. There's definitely no ballet in in the last two. So it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Anyways, if anybody's watching John Wick Chapter 4, the villain is Joe Burrow. So that's why he's fucking hurt right now. He got fucked up in that movie. Anyways, like I said, we got a couple couple good games. Should be good games coming up. Jags and Bills are over there in London chilling. Fucking apparently the Jags are the, are the new team of um, overseas, which is crazy. Who knows? And we got, you know, Niners hosting Dallas Sunday night. And then that bullshit Monday game. So we'll catch you guys after the Monday night game, whatever. Probably hit you all on, on Tuesday night. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, kiss your grandma good night. Let your dog out the potty. NFL's fixed. Peace, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Meh, meh, meh.